Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to First and Ben. These are exciting times, you guys, because as of today, happy, first off, happy first day of full training camp to everybody. We're starting on time. It's 2021. We're starting training camp on time. As of today, at the time of this podcast, all of the teams should be in camp. They should, all the players should have reported to camp already, and this is like the first the first day of football, not games, but this is like the first day of total NFL football. So th- I'm very excited about it. Um, before we get into today's show, we do have to do the passing of the guard. As a Chicago Bears fan, we were all very excited for what took place in this year's draft in the first round. You know, after years of the Mitch Trubisky experiment and the Nick Foles terrible signing and all this crap that we had to go through, we finally got one. We got the man that we all think is going to be our franchise quarterback now. I feel so much better about this quarterback prospect than I ever did about Trubisky. It's Justin Fields. So with that being said, we have to do the passing of the guard from the Mitch Trubisky jersey to what I now have in my possession. So let's go ahead and get that started. I'm very, very excited, and I don't take this change of uniform lightly but I am very excited to not have to wear this anymore. I can retire this jersey. It goes right into the collection with the old Cutler jersey of my, all my jerseys of quarterbacks past. And I mean, wow, just, just look at this beauty. Who doesn't love to see this if you're a Bears fan? Obviously, if you're a Packers or Vikings fan, you, you, hate, you hate to see this. You really hate to see this. These are, these are exciting times. I'm excited, that's for sure. So we do the changing of the guard. This just feels better, you guys. Like, I feel, I feel like a different man in this jersey than that Trubisky one that I just took off. This, and of course, we have to have a hat that matches. So there we go. The guard is changed. Football season can officially begin. We're out of our Trubisky jerseys, and we're into our Justin Fields jerseys. So let's just get right into it. Um, Before we get into today's topic, I do just want to address the elephant in the room. So I said, I just got done talking about how all of the training camps, all the players should be reported. They're all starting today. And with that being said, let's address the the biggest elephant in the room. Um, Aaron Rodgers is arriving to camp today. We all kind of knew that this was going to happen. We all kind of knew that this is where this was going to end. Rodgers was going to show up at camp. The Packers were too stupid to just trade him. Um, But as much as I wanted him gone, the truth is there's still a fractured relationship. This does not change anything that happened leading up to today. Rodgers still has an issue with the general manager that everyone knows about. Literally, you have to have heard about it if you're an NFL fan. Um, We had this whole thing about how he compared Brian – uh, Gudikins to Jerry Krause, you know, everything just so much went down since the playoffs ended when the Packers were eliminated in the NFC championship again. Um, they offered to make Aaron Rodgers the highest paid player in football in terms of AAV uh, last week, and he turned it down. So it wasn't, it clearly wasn't about money. This was not about money. Um, ultimately, the reports that are coming in on the Aaron Rodgers front is that all signs are pointing towards he's only agreeing to come back because he's getting concessions from the Green Bay Packers. 
the Packers are essentially negotiating Aaron Rodgers to show up today by promising me, promising him all this crap. Um, Adam Schefter reported that the 2023 year in Aaron Rodgers contract is voided. So he's not even going to be on the team anymore. Like that whole year on his contract is just gone. Um, they made him the promise that they will not franchise tag him or any tags in the future. Uh, Green Bay said, told Rodgers that they will also review his situation at season's end, which basically means if Aaron Rodgers still isn't happy, they'll trade him. That's basically what they said. If you're not happy by the end of the season, we'll trade you. Um, all I can say is, wow, you guys. That's really all I can say about this situation is, wow. Honestly, it's embarrassing with how much control Aaron Rodgers has over the Green Bay Packers as the quarterback. Like, yeah, quarterback's important, but he's not the general manager. He's not a coach. He's not the owner. He's just a player at the end of the day. He's a very darn good player, but he's just a player at the end of it. The fact that a a 37-year-old quarterback, who's turning 38 in December of this season, by the way, has this much control and command to dictate his own return to this team shows how desperate the Packers really are. And I think it further shows that this Packers team has zero confidence in Jordan Love right now, which I'm happy about as a Bears fan. You know, I love to see this happening. Yeah, we have to put up with Aaron Rodgers for one more year, but it's only going to be one more year now because of how damaged this is. If you're a Packers fan, you've got to be, yes, it's like, it's like when you take ibuprofen when you have like a headache or something. Yes, it's going to relieve the pain for a little bit, but once that ibuprofen wears off, the pain's going to come back. So that's essentially what is happening here. Yes, you – congratulations. You got Aaron Rodgers back for 2021. But what you're failing to realize right now is that this is Super Bowl or bust for you guys now. With everything that happened with Rodgers over the offseason, all the drama, then the Devontae Adams drama, there's no way – I mean, the man just – one MVP. So keep that in mind too. There's no way Aaron Rodgers comes back to you at the end of the year and says, you know what? I changed my mind. I'll stay in green Bay unless a, he gets hurt and he just wants that guaranteed money next year or B you win the Super Bowl. He's not going to come back to you. If he loses in the NFC championship again and says, you know what? Let's, let's run it back one more time. No, he's going to say, you know what? Screw this. This is why I didn't want to come back in the first place. And he's going to go somewhere else. So at the end of it, why not rip the Band-Aid off now, you guys? I, I don't get it. I mean, looking at the Packers offseason, what did you do? This is your biggest move today, getting Aaron Rodgers to show up at training camp. I don't get it. You didn't make your team better. You re-signed Aaron Jones. Yeah, sure, that was good. But you didn't add a player that's going to make a difference. So the Bears and the Vikings got better. The Lions, the Lions don't even matter. They, they're, gonna, they're, they're, they're keeping themselves in the cellar. But I, I just don't get it. Why not rip the Band-Aid off now? Because you know what? This is just going to end badly for the Packers. I love to see it, but from knowing how this works, I, it, it, it's mind-boggling to me. It really is. This is going to be a guy that's going to turn 39 next year. And, yeah, Brady's still playing. He's 40-something. But he's not the same kind of player that Aaron Rodgers is. So 
You could have gotten something for Rodgers during this offseason. You could have got a King's ransom for Aaron Rodgers this offseason. But you screwed the pooch. Because now every other team in this league knows that you're not going to get – they're not going to give you what you want for Aaron Rodgers next season because of two things. One, he's going to be older next season. And two – I'm sorry, one of three things. He's going to be older next season. Now he doesn't have that extra year of control because you just voided the 2023 year. So, yeah, if you trade him somewhere next year, you're just not going to get anything good, great back. You'll get a good package, but it could have been better this year. This, ult- this ultimatum, like I said, is known to every other team in the league, and that's, that's going to hurt you in trade negotiations unless they just grant him his release. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, details are still coming out about this. We don't even know what all the concessions the Packers made to this guy are. So I also love that this means Packers fans are automatically assuming that they're also going to get Devontae Adams back because of this long term. It's the same exact situation, you guys. Devontae Adams, yes, will come back for 2021. He's going to show up. But newsflash, if Aaron Rodgers is gone in 2022, which I would bet money on happening because I don't think the Packers are good enough to win the Super Bowl this season. I think they're good enough to get there, but I ultimately think that they will choke to probably Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game again. Adams is also good as gone. And this is all premature celebrating by Packers fans. And I don't think they get that yet. And yes, you're allowed to celebrate the fact that you're getting Aaron Rodgers back. You're getting Devontae Adams back for sure for this year. But you start thinking long-term too. Because I guarantee you both of these guys are on different teams next season. Unless the Packers pull a fast one and franchise tag Devontae Adams. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, this is really Super Bowl championship or bust for the Packers if they want to keep Adams and Rodgers on the same team. Anything less guarantees that Aaron Rodgers is out the door and wearing a different seat uniform next season. So good luck with that, <coughs> Tom, Tom Brady. Um, so getting into today's topic, after I got that little rant off my chest, we had to address that breaking news from today. Um, one thing that happens annually right after the NFL draft is all these experts and analysts that, you know, they sit down and they write out a way too early mock draft for the next draft the next year. And it always happens. So it only makes sense for me to sit down and do the same thing with free agency. You know, we're winding down. We're getting into actual football season here. So it only makes sense that we do a uh, way too early mock signing for next offseason. So what we're going to be doing is I'll, I'll, I'll be the analyst here. That's fine by me. I think that I can do it. Um, we're going to be looking at unrestricted free agents in the market next season. Um, I'll be ranking them. <clears throat> we're going to be talking about AAV in 2021. Uh, what I think that they should be looking for in 22. Uh, we'll talk about three teams that can re- realistically be, be in on them and ultimately who I think that they're going to sign with next season. So we're going to get right into the rankings. Um, my number one unrestricted free agent for next season is Devontae Adams uh, from the Packers this year. This year he's set to make an AAV $14.5 million dollars. Uh, he should be looking for next year somewhere between 22 and 25 million per year. So the thing with this is that's a huge jump. That's a, that's a really big jump. Um, DeAndre Hopkins kind of set the market with his 27.25 million per year. And yes, Adams is older, but he's only one year older. I think that he's just as good as a, of a talent as DeAndre Hopkins. So I think that this value and talent should easily get him over 20 million. He's going to make more than $20 million next year. 
I think he should cash in and get somewhere between 22 and 25 just because he is consistently one of the best receivers in football, but he's not being paid like it. And three teams that I think that should be in on Devontae Adams that have the cap room, I believe, are the Las Vegas Raiders, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Los Angeles Chargers. All of those teams have a glaring need at wide receiver, and all three of those teams can pay the man. Obviously, with, the, with Vegas, you've got the college teammate connection with, um, with Derek Carr. The Indianapolis Colts are always somewhere in contention just because of how bad the AFC South really is. So they, it doesn't hurt to add a good wide receiver to the mix. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, I think that one would be very interesting because you've got a great young quarterback in Justin Herbert. You've got Keenan Allen already on roster. And if you got Devontae Adams and paired him with Keenan Allen, that becomes a very good football team. And that is a team that can threaten the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. Ultimately here, I think that unless the Packers franchise tag Devontae Adams, Adams is going to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders next year. You know, I already talked about him being the college teammates with Derek Carr, who's the quarterback over there unless John Gruden gets rid of him at some point. Uh, Vegas can afford to give Adams the payday that he deserves, and he instantly steps in, bolters the wide receiver core, and is the number one wide receiver on the team. And I think that the only thing that really stops this deal from happening is, again, that franchise tag that Green Bay could place on him. All right. Moving down the line, my next player at number two, and again, I don't know if this is just because – again, we don't know what concessions the Packers are making, whether they're going to trade Rodgers or just grant him his release. Uh, but I am putting Aaron Rodgers at the number two slot in my rankings for free agents next year. Uh, he's currently making $33.5 million this year in AAV. I think that he should be looking somewhere between 25 and 30 next year. So I know that's less. The reason being is he's going to be older. And I think that if he wants a chance to get out somewhere where he can win, Green Bay is really the only team that can afford to give him that money right now that's, that he can step into and instantly be a Super Bowl contender every year. I think some of the other teams, they would need to build a little bit. But, you know, I, it's the Aaron Rodgers effect. Who really knows what can happen? But I think that he might make a little bit less just because we saw Tom Brady – go take less money to play in Tampa. I think that Rogers should follow suit in order to get, just simply get out of green Bay. If that's what he really wants. Uh, three teams that I could see in on Rogers, the Denver Broncos who reportedly he wanted to play for this year. Uh, I could see the Pittsburgh Steelers making a run at Aaron Rodgers here and also the Indianapolis Colts. Now what makes the Colts interesting is that they have a lot of cap space next year. They could be, they could be the team that makes a big run at Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So that could change the Devontae Adams prediction with Vegas. But I think the Indianapolis Colts could be a sneaky team in this race, especially if Carson Wentz does not pan out this year under Frank Reich. I think that Carson Wentz is a quarterback that you could easily make a move to get rid of if you have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers. Ultimately, in 2022, I believe that Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Denver Broncos, whether he's signed there or he's traded there, just because that he's not going to be someone that the Packers play or have to play unless somehow that they both made the Super Bowl. 
There's not an ounce of me that thinks Rodgers is going to be back in Green Bay next season. The pack, like I said, the Packers screwed the pooch earlier. Rodgers is going to want to be. He's going to want to pick where he wants to be. And the fact that it came out just a few days ago that Aaron Rodgers reportedly wanted to play in Denver this year, I think that's where he's going to go. And Denver can afford to pay Rodgers, especially because they can further clear cap room by moving Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, who are currently under contract for them. Uh, the next free agent for next season that I have on the list at number three is Allen Robinson, wide receiver from the Bears. This sucks, man. This this sucks for me. Uh, he's making $17.8 million this year. I think that next year he should be looking for about eight, somewhere between 18 and $20 million per year, which is what he was looking for this year, and I think he deserves it. I'm kind of pissed that the Bears did not extend the man when they could have. Uh, he's a sure thing wide receiver, but he's never had the quarterbacks to throw to him. Again, he's played for the Bears, what you've had Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, not great, and the Jaguars, so pretty much Blake Bortles and Mike Glennon. Or no, I'm sorry, Mike Glennon wasn't there yet. Uh, yeah, pretty much Blake Bortles. That's sad. That's really sad. He's never really had the quarterback to get the potential out of him that he could really have. And I think that he's worth meeting Keenan Allen money. And Keenan Allen's making $20 million a year in L.A., but I don't think that he's done enough to command the same money that Devontae Adams will just yet. Again, Devontae Adams has had Aaron Rodgers to throw to him, so his stats are going to look way better. And that, that, that's unfortunate for uh, A-Rob. Uh, teams that are going to be in on Robinson, I believe, the three that came to mind are going to be the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, and I would like to see the Chicago Bears in on it. Maybe they're just going to let him test free agency and get him back cheaper, maybe. I don't think he'll, he's going to be cheaper, but I threw him on the list just because maybe they'll, maybe they'll wise up before then. Ultimately, I think that uh, he will be playing for the Miami Dolphins next season because whatever reason, again, the Bears did not want to extend the best wide receiver they've had since Brandon Marshall. They finally draft what everyone thinks, including myself, to be our franchise quarterback, and they start this era by refusing to extend what would be and will be this season his best weapon on offense. So I don't really understand that, but maybe they have. there's some kind of master plan that I just don't get yet. Miami can pay Robinson what he wants, and Robinson, just like Adams with Vegas, steps in to a solid playoff contending team. I wouldn't say Vegas is. I would say Miami is. And I think this is an easy-ish division outside of uh, Buffalo. I think this is a team that's going to compete for either the AFC type, or AFC East title or they will be a uh, wild card team every season. I think two is great. I think they're making great moves. I like Brian Flores at head coach, and I think Miami and Allen Robinson are just a great fit together. Uh, moving down the line at number four, we got Brandon Sheriff uh, playing with the Washington football team this year. You know, they franchise tagged him. He's making $18 million this year. I think next year he should be looking for something similar between 16 and 18. Uh, he's currently the highest paid offensive guard in the league. So he kind of sets the market at 18 million. So I think I don't really see teams paying 20 million for a guard. He's great, but I don't see teams spending that kind of money on offensive line. And Kansas city did just give Joe Thune 16 million for this one year deal. Uh, who's only one year younger. So I think that sheriff could still get 18 million. I think he could get somewhere in that range. And he's going to stay atop and fall somewhere between Thune's contract and what he's being paid now. The teams that 
should be in on him again. I don't think like these aren't confirmed. These are just teams that I think should make a run at these players. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Washington football team, not in the form of a franchise tag, like actually pay the guy an actual contract and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the team that I think that he's going to land with is the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I thought about putting the Washington football team here to continue using the franchise tag, but that's just boring and stupid. And I hate that when you use the franchise tag on the same player, multiple years, I think that's crappy and not fair to the player. Uh, but since he took a big swing by passing up on big time O-line prospect, uh, Panay Sewell, when they passed on him to draft Jamar chase out of LSU at wide receiver at five. And the O-line in Cincinnati still is not great. A proven talent like this guy is needed to protect a young quarterback stud like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's already torn his ACL. He's not going to be as mobile as he was last year. And you got to protect the pocket a little bit more. You've got to give the guy some time to throw. And I think that you absolutely need to shell money out for guys like this that can protect your franchise quarterbacks. So just pay the guy. Just pay the sheriff like KC did for Joe Thune to protect Mahomes. You need to protect Joe Burrow or you're going to finish last in your division for consecutive years. They've got the money to do it. Do it. Uh, next at number five, we have Von Miller, outside linebacker from the Broncos. Uh, he's making $19 million this year, and I think that next year he should be he, – that should be his cap, $19 million. I think that with the injury last year – it's hard to gauge Von Miller because I don't know how well that ankle is going to hold up. He didn't play at all in 2020. He had to have season-ending surgery last year before the season even began. So I don't know where Von Miller stands at this point before we start seeing some live action games. Uh, so I would put it between 16 million and 19 million. He's 32 years old, which is old for an outside linebacker or getting old for an outside linebacker. You know, Khalil Mack is making more. Yes, but he's younger. Fred Warner is making, uh, I think just a little bit more than Von Miller, but he's eight years younger than Von Miller. So that makes sense. Fred Warner, that contract is deserved. Uh, Miller is just like, a, I mean, he's just getting older and this could be one of his last contracts. Unless he signs a short-term contract, this could be, this could be close to it for him. Teams are going to want to see that ankle. Like I said, that's going to be a huge factor into what Von Miller gets next year. And I think he should just take the pay cut to get out of Denver and win a ring somewhere else just because he's a great talent. And I mean, unless Rogers, coming to Denver could also be used to swing Von Miller coming back. I don't really see him winning in Denver right now with how great Kansas city is and with how good uh, Los Angeles is, is going to be the teams that should be in on Von Miller are the New York jets. I think he'd be really great with Robert Sala. I think he would fit in great in that defense. Uh, the Denver Broncos obviously could try to bring him back and the Seattle Seahawks come in on this list. And I think the Seahawks are the team that is that are going to win the Von Miller sweepstakes next year. Uh, they had one of the worst defensive fronts in football last year. They could have upgraded that had they agreed to the Russell Wilson trade with Chicago by netting reportedly Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks in return, plus a plethora of draft picks to use on defense. But they declined that, stupidly. Um, I mean, it works out great because I get to wear this Justin Fields jersey now. So thank you very much, Seattle, for screwing the pooch. 
And I just believe if he's healthy, Von Miller is an obvious choice for Seattle to be better on defense. And it's going to provide a threat to San Francisco, the LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Coming in at six on my list is Chris Godwin wide receiver for the bucks. Uh, he's making 15.9 million this year. He should be making more than that. So I think next year he should be looking for easily more than 18 million per year. Without a doubt, because the giants just gave Kenny Galladay 18 million this off season and Godwin put up better numbers in 2020 while also winning a super bowl. So Godwin should be expecting a payday next offseason, and he rightfully so deserves it because I'm pretty sure he's the one playing on the franchise tag for the Bucks this year. Uh, teams that should be in on Godwin, of course, the Miami Dolphins to upgrade wide receiver if they don't get Allen Robinson, uh, the New York Jets, and the Washington football team. And I think that the New York Jets are going to be the team that wins the Chris Godwin sweepstakes because Tom Brady's only going to cap – uh, he's only going to last so much longer. He's even admitted that, that he's not going to stick around for that much longer. And when Tom goes, so does Tampa, unfortunately. Uh, Godwin already has his ring, so why not go get a payday? You know, New York has a lot of cap space that they can afford to pay Godwin what he wants. And he's already got a rising, what could be a rising star in Zach Wilson. We don't know what's going to happen with that yet. But things look like they're on the trend upward in New York. I like the Robert Sala hire. I like this Zach Wilson pick. They just need someone for the kid to throw to. And I think Chris Godwin can come in and be the well-defined wide receiver one that he's been constantly like in this clash with Mike Evans for in Tampa. Uh, coming in at seven on the list is Chandler Jones, outside linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he's currently making 20. Uh, I'm sorry. That was the year in 2021. He's making 16.5 million this season. And I think that next year he should be looking somewhere between 16 and 18 million. Uh, he's unhappy with his contract in, in Arizona due to the shortage of guaranteed money that came out. That's the reason that he wants to trade out of there. I think that Arizona could just restructure his deal and make him happy, but I don't think that they're going to be keeping him around after this contract expires. I think that it's fair that his next contract would be similar AAV since he's 31, but he should get more guaranteed money because Chandler Jones is a solid outside linebacker. He's a solid defensive player. And the teams that should be in on him are the Seattle Seahawks. If they miss out on Von Miller, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas city chiefs. And the reason I chose the chiefs to put on this list is because I actually think they'll be the ones that get him. I know that's a weird, it's really weird because the Chiefs have all this money tied into like Patrick Mahomes and they're going to have to pay Tyreek Hill at some point. But I think that Chandler Jones makes sense for this defense. Uh, with how stacked the NFC West is now, I don't think Chandler Jones coming back to Arizona would be a great fit if he wants to win a ring just because that division is so tough. It's going to be the best division in football this year. And Kansas City just seems like a good fit because he can step in on day one and start. You know, they don't have to put all this pressure on Nick Bolton who they just drafted to come in and be a stud right away he can just kind of learn the ropes a little bit more and he become he's on a team that's a super bowl favorite so it's not a hard decision it's going to come down to money ultimately uh coming in at eight we have cam robinson offensive tackle for the from the jacksonville jaguars uh he's making 13.75 million this year so yeah tackle making a little bit less but next year i think he should be looking for somewhere between 14 and 17 million uh, he's a commodity at left tackle, a position that's becoming more important with the way that the NFL is being played by different teams today. 
Uh, the mobile quarterback is coming back. It's very popular. A dual threat quarterback, you need to you need to have offensive linemen that can protect the pocket for the guy to throw, but they also need to be able to protect in case the guy to take, decides to take off and run. And as left tackles continue to make more than $15 million per year, I believe Robinson should also catch in on his position just because he is young. I believe he's only 27 years old. Or I'm sorry, I believe he's 28. He's 28 years old, so it makes sense for someone to pay the guy to protect their likely franchise quarterback. Uh, the teams that should be in on Cam Robinson next offseason, I've got on my list as being the Chicago Bears, just because, you know, I would like to see the Bears make some upgrades to protect Justin Fields next year. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are reuniting to protect Trevor Lawrence and the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, with this one, I, I chose the Cincinnati Bengals here. I think that in addition to uh, signing Brandon Scherf earlier, who I uh, mocked, mock signed to the Bengals, uh, I think Cincinnati should spend again in 2022 free agency to, by adding Cam Robinson, strengthen that offensive line as much as you can. It was freaking so bad last year. I can't, I still can't get over the sack. The sack percentage was double digits. Um, Joe Burrow, again, with the torn ACL, I'm worried for the guy. I want Joe Burrow to succeed in the NFL very badly. I very much want him to succeed, but he's not going to if he's on the ground three seconds after the ball is snapped. So Cincinnati, if you're not going to spend draft picks on the offensive line, spend the money, the cap space that you do have to get solid proven players to protect these young bucks. Otherwise, there's no way that you're going to pass the Browns or the Ravens. There's absolutely no way. Uh, following suit at number nine, we've got Dante Fowler Jr., defensive end from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's making $15 million this year. Uh, I think he should be looking between $17 and $19 million next season. He's only 26 years old, and Fowler has the opportunity to shine on a really, really bad Atlanta Falcons defense. We know how bad this defense was. They consistently blew very big leads last season. I think that he's going to rack up sacks. I think he's going to be the best defensive player on this squad. I think that's going to put him in a great position to walk out and make money in 2022. And teams that I think that should be in on Fowler are the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, and the New England Patriots. And I actually, I don't know why I put the teams that in third that I think that he, they should go to like a lot on this list. But I do have him mock signed to the New England Patriots. Now they're in a weird state right now. And it's quite possible that this signing doesn't happen at all since the Pats are set to lose both Stephon Gilmore and Devin McCourtney in free agency next year. But it's also possible that those holes get fixed in the draft. So they could spend to add to their defensive front while drafting cornerbacks, which we all know Bill Belichick loves to draft DBs in the draft, especially like the first, first round or second round, or trade back to draft one. You know how they are. Um, adding a talent like Fowler improves the defensive front. Like I said, that already features three solid linebackers in Jawan Bentley, Donta Hightower, and Kyle Van Noy. And finally coming in at number 10, and the last player that we're going to talk about today, is Tyran Mateo, uh, free safety from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he's making $14 million this season. I think he's going to be looking for somewhere between, or should be looking for somewhere between $14 million and $16 million next season. You know, Justin Simmons just signed the new long-term deal with the Broncos for 15.25 per year. And the Super Bowl ring in his talent should get him close, if not more. But he could also settle for less given that he's three years older than Simmons as well. 
Uh, Tyree Mateo, you know, he's the honey badger. Like, that's his brand. He's a big-branded player. Everyone in the league knows him for that. Um, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a very good DB. And I think that the teams that should be in on him are the New England Patriots, who are obviously going to lose players. So that's not out of the question if they choose to go for Mateo instead of Fowler. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs could bring him back as well. But since I mocked um, – it oh, who was it to the Chiefs? I literally just talked about it. Ah, Chandler Jones. Since I just mocked Chandler Jones to the Chiefs, I don't think the Chiefs have enough money to also get Mateo back. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and mock sign him to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Philly go quarterback in next year's draft. They're probably gonna finish fourth in the NFC East and move on from Jalen Hurts, knowing that they just brought in a brand new head coach. They're going to they're gonna want him to pick the quarterback. Granted, he did pick the quarterback, you know, after uh, after everything that has happened in Philly with – it's just a mess. It's a mess. Howie Roseman pro- likes drafting quarterbacks. He likes getting new quarterbacks. He's going to go get a new quarterback. And they're probably going to have a top, top six pick to do so. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, this signing, you know, it strengthens Philly's defense and it's their ability to stop the pass while also being able to give this guy potentially the money that he's looking for. You know, losing losing defensive players to teams like the Saints, it's tough. It really is. And I think that they just have an obvious need in the safety position that they could go ahead and bring him in to fill that. In what could be a rebuilding year, and obviously if you're just giving the guy the money that he's going to be wanting, it makes sense all around. So that wraps up our way too early 2022 mock free agency period with, I know it's just 10 players. I know there's gonna be way more than just 10 free agents next season, but we're only going to talk about those 10 today Uh, coming up in the next few weeks before football season begins. It is fantasy football season because August 1st is coming. It is going to be this upcoming Sunday. That's usually when I consider it the beginning of fantasy football season just because that's when people will start having their drafts uh we're going to be getting closer to preseason games and i personally don't like to have my drafts until later in the preseason just in case guys get hurt during unnecessary preseason games but scott and i we are actually going to be hosting a new little series we're going to be doing six episodes each episode will be going similar to this down the line we're going to be giving you our top 10 picks at each position to help you win your fantasy football league. You know, Scott and I, we both take fantasy football very seriously. Scott has this whole algorithm on how he drafts players. Um, my, one of my teams last year did win the championship. So I know how to make deals. I know how to draft guys. I know how to find young guys that are going to break out this year. So I'm very excited for that little series. I think we're going to have a lot of great advice to give. And of course, if you, if you follow it and you win your, you win your, uh, little league great you can attribute to us if you lose it you didn't hear it from us <laughs> but at the end of the day it's fantasy football it's great we love to see it we really love to play it and we can't wait to share our opinions and our stats with you guys so that's going to do it for first and ben uh with football season i will be doing first and ben like i did last year this year we'll be covering all 18 weeks of the season and i'm, I'm very excited for it i think it's gonna be a great time 
I have not decided if it's going to be in this format or if it's going to be in Facebook live format just yet, but that is something that I will be determining here in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. It's also possible that I might do a little bit of both just because I like interacting with you guys on the Facebook live page. And I do also like being able to upload this to, you know, Apple podcasts and Spotify as a podcast as well. So we'll see what ends up happening there. We'll, I'll, I'll share more details with you guys the later we get into August, the closer we get to the first game of the year. So until then, have a great rest of your day, night, morning, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, give us those five stars. We love stars. And bear down. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, bear down. <laughs>